0: care when the Big 12 football schedule is released? Yes, I still do. <laughs> Plus, what's it going to take for men's basketball to play in the postseason?
1: It's going to take some wins, just how many we'll discuss. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Monday, January 16th, Martin Luther King Jr.
0: Day. We honor the Reverend and the Doctor for his amazing life. I am Jerem Jordan. He is Dave McKinnon. Good morning. What's up? You know, in the, in the spirit of Dr. King, do something nice for somebody today. Amen. Just get out there and do something nice. Make the world a better place. BYU felt pretty good Saturday, coming out of that win against Pepperdine. Nice after, win. After Thursday. And, of course, football's always on our mind. You know, middle of today,
1: January, we're thinking about football. Today's a big day, which we'll talk about. It's the last day to declare for the NFL draft. So, Blake Freeland, you, you staying or you going? We'll find out today.
0: What's he projected? What's the buzz?
1: Third third round projection by uh, at least, you know, one website. Uh, A bunch of mocks have him as high as the first round, maybe second.
0: Um, So we'll see. It's probably in his best interest to go, Dave. Seems like it would. If he came back, it'd be like really sweet for Keaton Slovis. It'd be amazing. (laughs) Uh,
1: Kingsley Suamati Matia, probably anxious to play left tackle. And we always got some guys who are... Ready to get in there? Braden Kime maybe at right
0: text? So we'll see. So man. today's the day. So if you are going to jump to the next level in know. NFL. Like me personally? You'll be announcing. <laughs> yeah, I will be point. announcing later. If you yes. don't announce today, it's not going to happen. As a third string kicker. Yeah, <laughs> right. absolutely. Here's what's coming up on today's show. When is the Big 12 schedule going to be released? There's some buzz that maybe, may be in 24 hours. Uh, and at this point, do we care what it looks like when it comes out? I think yes, but we're all frustrated with the time it's taken. Fusini Treori. is going to be on this show this morning. they got a big week ahead. He's such a fun guy, and uh, we look forward to visiting with Fus in just a bit. And who has the best path to the Super Bowl? Andy Reid, coach of the Chiefs, or Fred Warner, the best linebacker in the game with San Francisco? Right now, let's roll out today's headlines.
1: Men's Hoops beats Pepperdine 91-81 thanks to 19 points, 9 rebounds, 3 steals from Foose. Both teams shot over 50%. BYU went 25-32 of 32 from the free throw line, out-rebounded the Waves by 18. Cougars hit the road for a big set
0: of games at Santa Clara Thursday, San Francisco Saturday. The women start the new week on a six game winning streak. Cougars beat Pepperdine Saturday behind Lauren Gustin's Third consecutive game of 20 or more rebounds. Incredible. And 17th double double in 18 games this season. Also incredible. The Cougars host San Francisco Thursday afternoon at 1 Eastern, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, right here on BYU TV. Kids' Day. Gonna be loud. It's gonna be loud. Pro Football Focus has Blake Freeland as
1: its second highest rated offensive tackle of the season. There you should go, to the NFL. 87th overall in the top 100 big board as well. Today, by the way, as mentioned, the last day to declare for the NFL draft. Caleb Hayes accepted an invite to the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl, which will be played on January 28th, and Chris Brooks played really well for Team Kai in the Hula Bowl on Saturday. We'll see what that means for Chris and the pros.
0: You know, if he goes to the pros, that's four straight running backs BYU's put in the NFL. Jamal, Tyson, Tyler, and Brooks.
1: That'd be pretty good. That's why Aiden three, Robbins... I didn't even realize it was three in a row, really, because I had kind of forgotten about
0: Tyson. Yeah. But you're exactly right. That's why Aiden Robbins is here in school. Sitting in class. because be class tomorrow. He wants, yeah. He wants to follow those guys. Wildcard weekend in the NFL was oh, so a good. mixed bag for four former Cougars, but it was fun to watch. Fred Warner had six tackles in the 49ers' 41-23 win over the Seahawks. Uh. Michael Davis, five tackles, couple of pass breakups. Kyle Van Noy, three tackles and a pass breakup in a 31-30 loss to the Jags. When we started our game Saturday night with pepperdine. They were up twenty-seven to nothing. That was when the game ended, I checked my phone to yeah. see what the score was and they had lost. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was. Kyrus crazy. Tonga with a tackle for the Vikings in a 31-24 loss to the Giants. Don't even talk to me about that <laughs> pass on fourth and 14. I'm going to go for six yeah. and end the season. Yeah, fourth Come and on. eight or nine. Right. Yeah. Okay. In. Indoor track
1: and field hosted a meet over the weekend. The men won six events, highlighted by Aiden Troutner, who broke the Smithfield House facility record in the mile set by two-time Olympian Doug Padilla in 1981. A 4:01.72 mile, the fastest indoor mile in the nation this season. The women won five events. Jaslyn Gardner won the 200 with the 2437. She is lightning fast. She's ranked seventh nationally.
0: I think I remember hearing a supersonic boom that afternoon. That must have been Coming from South Campus, yeah. Running around. Gymnastics comes in fourth at the Best of Utah meet with a 195.175. For the second meet in a row, Anissa Alvarado leading the Cougars on bars with a score of 9.9. Rebecca Ripley, who was in studio with us, last week on Friday ended the competition with a 9.850 with her Barbie girl routine which is a fan favorite. Friday night you can see her and the rest of the Cougars back in action against Boise State at the Marriott Center 9 Eastern on BYU TV. New AP pulls out in men's basketball.
1: Gonzaga up two spots to sixth. St. Mary's amazingly still not in. Is, uh, is the entire Big 12
0: out. ranked this week? I think everybody's <laughs> in. It's, it's gonna be fun next year. <laughs> oh, fun man. is
1: one word for it. All rise and shout It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by BYU Food To Go, the MVP of your next event. So over the weekend, two incoming Big 12 athletic directors, UCF and Houston, both either said or implied that the Big 12 football schedule was coming out Tuesday or soon, then backtracked or went quiet on it. In December, we thought it might be released. Uh, You know, we heard February uh, a couple weeks ago at the National Championship uh, Media Day with Brett
0: Yormark and whatnot. So at this point, do you care when the Big 12 football schedule comes out? saw a great tweet uh, from Cougar Stats. It said, I think the Empire State Building was constructed in less time than the expanded Big 12 schedule. Let's
1: let's make it uh, likened to us. The Salt Lake Temple was built quicker than... Something like that.
0: (laughs) You know, uh, I think Oklahoma and Texas messed it up. I think it was on schedule to come out uh, December 1st, and then it was on schedule to come out with the announced TV deal at the championship game. That TV deal isn't done yet, though, not signed yet. They haven't announced it, yeah. So they haven't. We've heard the report. So then, uh, then, then Texas and Oklahoma won out earlier, a year earlier, so that they can expand in the SEC at the same time the Big Ten expands with USC makes sense for those two leagues. Um, and then I, for some reason, then everything just stopped. And uh, even BYU officials kind of like, we're just waiting to see. The Olympic sports schedules are all done. Women's basketball, men's basketball, of course, the big one, football has yet to be announced. Be cool if it came out tomorrow, but I don't think it will. But anyway, <laughs> any, how many times you check your phone each day going, maybe it just came out. At this point, I'm not uh, waiting for it on pins and needles like that.
1: But you mentioned the basketball schedule. They just haven't announced those then? They, they haven't come out. They haven't announced yet, the but Olympics,
0: done. but the Olympic sports are done. They're already BYU. Volleyball, soccer. Oh, yeah. yeah let's, let's get them. Let's so talk about it. I'd we'll love to know in it.
1: basketball with the, uh, who you're playing once at home and not on the road. That's going to be interesting. Yeah.
0: So those are the big three that we still haven't got hmm. women's hoops, men's hoops, and football. Yeah.
1: Soccer and volleyball. Baseball, softball, gymnastics, all interested in those, of course. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and whatnot. Yeah, I don't really care when it comes out at this point. I would love it by the end of February um, just because it's nice to have going into kind of the spring-summer and uh, figuring it all out. But in, in terms of the timing, no. Um, but what I, what I really hope uh, to know is, yeah, obviously who is on the schedule. I would love Texas and Oklahoma to be on there because we don't know whether there's going to be a year two It'd be awesome to have them both in Provo, guessing at least one of those two would be in Provo. Love to have the bye week in the middle of the year. Ideally three games into conference play, which is at the midway point. It's just hard to play like nine or ten in a row. I'm hoping it's not early. Like the three, the first two weeks should be very winnable games at home that don't require a bye week to get over them. At Arkansas, a couple more Big 12 games, ideally three, and then a bye week would be the most ideal time. I'd almost take it a little later or sooner. Somewhere in that kind of uh, you know, game 5, 6, 7 area um, would be nice. And then I, I don't really care about 5 home, 4 road in particular this year. I would love BYU to get into the 7 home game range. Yeah. Listen, fans, just understand, one, tickets are going to be more expensive. And two, if BYU gets a 7 home game situation, they better their chances to actually do something on a, in a season because you're just better at home, right? But it costs more money. The cost of that success, potentially if you win, is that it costs you more at home, um, paying for the game when you show up to the stadium. So just understand that point. So we'll see what happens. BYU, at a minimum, obviously has six home games. But I'd love to get in the seven home game
0: range at some point. I would like to see us play seven, and that seventh game in Vegas. Because that's out of the season ticket package. So the ticket Season ticket holder doesn't get hit by that extra game because that's the difference maybe between uh, twenty five hundred bucks and thirty five hundred bucks, or depending on where you want to sit. But uh, but if you move it to Vegas and then you say, hey, every, anyone can buy a ticket right. down in Vegas, and we know that that BYU can as sell a home game, you're up, saying as a home game, and but not uh, part of the home season ticket, not part package. of the season ticket package. That way you get you get seven games that aren't in an opposing team stadium. Yes, six. You and get Vegas you get is six your stadium, plus. and then you get six here. Yeah, and and maybe it's a Big Twelve game down in Vegas, or maybe it's anybody but Notre Dame. You know, anybody but Notre Dame. It took us, uh, you know, two centuries to get that game what, to, Like the, Yeah, what will take longer?
1: BYU scheduling Notre Dame <laughs> or getting the Big Twelve?
0: Games? And I know some people don't like playing games down in Vegas. I am not one Who of those Who doesn't? Guys. You
1: know, I just think there I are think people that don't. I thought it, I think it's awesome. The Arizona game was unbelievable. The Notre Dame game, obviously. Was mostly Notre Dame fans. Great showing from BYU
0: yeah. fans out there. Yeah. Like, uh, Vegas is just a venue that should be part of our.
1: Part I of think our world. so. I, and realistically, like every year would be awesome, obviously. But I, I think, I think we, the allure of that would g- become old. I think once every like three or
0: four years would be great. The allure of it might get old for everyone who doesn't live in Vegas, California, and Arizona, because it's their one shot to get here without having yeah. to drive all the way up. And uh, you know, Vegas alone can can fill a venue, we've seen that for years, of right. BYU fans. But I think, I think what I'm most interested in and why I want to see the schedule is because I want to see the schedule. It's, yeah. the, it's sure. the official thing of like, well, this is actually happening. We know July 1st is going to happen. It happens every year on the yeah. calendar. Yes, it does. Uh, June ends, here comes July. But, but it's, the, it's the, hey, Oklahoma's going to play th- this, or BYU's going to play at Texas on this date, or, or whoever. Um, I'm not so, I don't care so much who's coming, who's going. Um, but I just, uh, I just like to see it. I just like to see it. I think that's the intrigue because after you see it, it's like, okay, it's still a long ways till September.
1: And and no matter when it comes out, it's going to be a long ways till September 3rd and and Sam Houston, um, who's making the, uh, you know, upgrade from FCS to FBS last uh, year or two. But, um, do you care which four aren't on the schedule? No. Don't care? No. Me too. I am not as concerned about that outside of Texas and Oklahoma. While they're still in the Big Twelve, at least this year,
0: I really would like them to be on the schedule. And we'll see where BYU's gonna be in the pecking order. Because everyone wants Absolutely. Texas and Oklahoma one more shot. Do they give them to the longtime league? If they're petty and vindictive, members? they'll make them go to UCF, West <laughs> yeah. Virginia, and BYU. Right. And and they might be. Uh, and and does BYU get a the prime bye week? I, I don't know why they would. So where do they fit the new guys uh, as opposed to when does Oklahoma State want their bye week? Do they outweigh BYU going, we'd like the middle of the season. Yeah. Actually, you'll have yours in September, but it won't be in November. Yeah. uh, Which will snap a trend of 12
1: years. (laughs) Yes, which will be good. (laughs) Compelling November games, obviously, uh, as BYU is probably even fighting for a bowl game at that point. And even even when we get the schedule, we'll make some predictions based on what we think we know. No one knows what their rosters are like right now with the transfer portal. You can still get guys. People are still going to sign guys uh, in two weeks uh, on signing the official signing day, the second one, right? And then and then you get through the summer and everything, and then TCU was picked what ninth last year or something? They make the national title game. Yeah. It's it's just the fun of it is. Well, we think it's going to be this, but let's play it out and see. Let's what if Keaton Slovis is a third team All-American? It'd be always ten and two. Who knows? That's why we that's why we do it, right? That's and why this, we the do hype it.
0: machine that is this show. Mm-hmm. Once it gets the Big 12 schedule. Look out! We got five. We're gonna hours beat, to beat fill that drum with. for the next seven months. It's gonna be fantastic. Uh, our next topic here on this Monday: What's it gonna take for BYU men's basketball to get to the NIT? That's a, that's the goal, right? Um, certainly, NCAA tournament is the hope um,
1: um, that you make a run in Vegas and, and you sh- shock even yourself, uh, where BYU hasn't won the tourney since 01. Right. BYU may not win the tourney ever again uh, in the WCC or Big Twelve. But that's Maybe not. But that's not the goal. The goal is to get to the NCAA tournament. Um, this year, the goal is to get to the NIT. Right now, 14 and 7. BYU is playing good ball. Won nine of 11. Um, last year's NIT, by the way, featured uh, one at-large, non-power six team. Okay, power five plus Big right. East, that didn't have 20 wins. I think BYU needs to get to 20 wins. That team was Utah State, by the way, 18 and 15. BYU needs to get to 20 wins. So I think in the final, there's 10 league games left. And plus, 14 wins. Yep. And we, so we hope there's five regular season wins in there. Five, at least five and five is totally reasonable, plus at least a win in Vegas. So I, I think BYU is going to be in a position to be in the NIT. I was nervous the last couple weeks, but they've, they've played better basketball. After South Dakota and UVU, we thought maybe this team is the worst team BYU had in a long time. No, they've rebounded nicely. Could have really secured something nice Thursday against Gonzaga. That one still hurts. Even though BYU beat Pepperdine on Saturday, I think that was still lingering. We'll talk to Foos about that, yeah. the disappointment of that. But BYU um, in the next 10, it's going to be tough, Dave. Uh, St. Mary's twice at Gonzaga, San Francisco twice, Santa Clara twice, LMU at home who already beat you at Pepperdine is historically tough. BYU's 6-5 and five there. Like, BYU's been... Almost better, uh, you know, had a tougher time there than almost the Kennel. Right? It has
0: to be the view. It has to be the view. Yeah. Outside Firestone, there's the
1: beach. Yeah. It, that, that must get to us. You always won more in the Kennel, obviously. But <laughs> it's going to be a tough 10. You don't have San Diego-Portland, who were uh, two of the kind of the easier teams in league, and left. You played the one
0: time. Fortunately, they're not going to Portland. That's a That's a different Portland team.
1: Well, I feel bad for the homies in the 503 because they always show
0: up. I know, I know. What do you think it's going to
1: take? I think uh, what this team has going for Hey, by the way, I want to point this out. Sorry. You've Mm -hmm. used not a bad loss. It's not. It's almost quad two. Right. Like, they're like, playing great. It, it is quad three at the moment, so I, I, I understand. But UVU is about to be quad two, and then it won't be a bad loss. So our graphic's
0: right for now. Mark Madsen's got Hopefully it going not. there. They're, they're, playing, they're playing great at, at Utah Valley, and they played great against BYU. Beat them straight up. Biggest loss of the season for BYU. Look at what the Cougars have played, yeah. and, and UVU beat them by more points than anyone. Only one in double digits, by the way. I think what this team has going for is it plays defense. And we'll mm. talk to Foose about that, too. Defense has kept them in all these games. Yeah, There's years where BYU's been hammered. Well, Gonzaga beat them by 33 points last year at the Marriott Center. This year at the Marriott Center, they beat them by one. The Zags are a different team than they were last year. They're ranked all the way back to number eight as opposed to number two. Six today. The- and numbers are up to number six. But their makeup's a little different. But still, that's a 32-point difference on your home floor with a lot of new guys that have never even been in that game
1: i think last and year's Drew team was, was last year's team was better than this year's team and got destroyed yeah
0: so I mean, this year's a team plays. De- yeah that's they play a great better point. defense yeah? and i think this week determines your theory on whether or not they can get to 20 wins mm. because you get through this week and then these two teams santa clara and san francisco are coming here lmu's coming here byu will beat them here shoulda beat them there St. Mary's is going to be a tough one, but the Marriott Center will be full again, and BYU is getting older, more experience each time they take the floor. Basically starting with, with Gideon George as the only senior, Rudy Williams is a senior transferred in, still trying to figure himself out, and sophomores and freshmen. Yep. And, and Dallin, uh, uh, Spencer Johnson missed nine games with an injury. So there's our, maybe our best player, and for nine of the games he's been out. So, so we're just still trying to figure things out. And I know it sounds like an excuse, but you've got to go through experiences to become an experienced team. Yep. And, and Mark Pope made the co- uh, comment the other day that Drew Timmy has played in more sold-out Marriott Center games than anyone on the BYU <laughs> roster. Think about that. <laughs> That's crazy. So no wonder when the pressure came, and we're going to ask Foose again about that, when the pressure came, the guys had never been in that before, and then they didn't respond like they would hoped. And all the fans are saying, Hey, act like you've been here before. They haven't. Be better. Be older than you are. And they're like, we, we can't. We can just only grow, you know, day by day and through experience. Uh, so in Spokane, why can't they go beat them? Get, don't get out rebound by 17. Because they get haven't your, lost like three years. Get your there. inbounds pass in <laughs> and play defense. Yeah. Because that's the blueprint to beat them. And they had a shot at them down here. Um, they beat them three times up there. Yeah. We're going to ask Foos if they think they. Do I need, need to say I'll shave my head if they went up there? No, do not. No. I don't want to. We're not going no, that I way. Don't, I don't want to. We're not going that way. But it's not out of the realm of possibility by how they played them straight up last Thursday. <sighs> I hope so. Challenge for sure. Because I think BYU at home was so different. I just,
1: I just think the Merritt Center was rocking, and that really gave BYU some juice. BYU shot so well there. Certainly, they, they listen when. We've had an nit one and done team go beat the number one team in the country, Gonzaga, and end their undefeated season. Like crazier things have happened, so yeah. we'll see how it goes coming up on February 11th. Our question of the day: At this point, do you care when the Big 12 schedule comes out? At Clark and Addison on Twitter, Wayne on Facebook and Instagram as well. Rumor has it. Rumor has it that the Big 12 will play football in 2023, but as of now, that cannot be confirmed. Well played, Clark. <laughs> well played. We'll see. Hey, we, we were told February. Um, by Brett Yormark himself, but then some reports about yeah. Tuesday. So people now, all got of a sudden excited. We're thinking,
0: well, that's tomorrow. Could it how, be tomorrow?
1: About, how about we just do this instead of instead of like teasing the you know big announcement? We just the announcement is big or not. You know what I mean? When it comes out, it is what it is, and we'll <laughs> see what happens. And I
0: know, but that's not how we do it. <laughs> it's like Christmas. We all know it's the 25th, but the, the build-up is for every day leading up to it. It's true. The angels did say, "Hey, we got a big announcement <laughs> for uh, Jesus'
1: birth." You know.
0: Yeah, when they delivered on their promise. <laughs> yes, they did. They plan to be with us tomorrow night for BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. The coach and a guest will sit down with Greg Rubell and set the stage for this week's road trip to Santa Clara and San Francisco. Watch it tomorrow at 8.30 Eastern Time on the BYU TV app. And
1: Foos is in studio after an eventful weekend and big week. Coming up, there he is. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation
0: is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event.
1: Hey, more foos is better for all of us. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, Here I'm Jordan, alongside Dave McCann. Fus is in the house in Studio B. We've had, I think we've had you in here before, but it's been a minute, right?
2: Mm, that
1: might be my first time. Actually. Might be the first time. Okay, yeah. here we go. First time for everything. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Great to have you. Uh, congratulations you. on the win against Pepperdine, 19-9. What did it take for the, the team to get up for that game, given how well Gonzaga went mm-hmm. until the very end?
2: Yeah, like for sure it was super like emotional, you know, like after we lost that game. Like, because we had it and we just gave it away, you know. But the next day, coach just come and talk to us and say, we, we can grow, you know. Like, we're going to let that game affect us. You have to motivate us, you know. And that's how we just say, okay, let's just forget about that. It was super even at the beginning of the game against Paper time. You can see everybody was not super happy, super emotional, but we just have to keep fighting and find a way to win. And I feel like that's what we did. You can, you can learn a lot in
0: a defeat, yes, especially a crushing one. Oh, yeah. uh, let's go back to Gonzaga for a moment. In the last couple of minutes, you've seen the film, you've talked about it and all that stuff. Can you still believe it
2: happened? I mean, you had them, and, nah. and then they got you. Serious. But it was one thing Coach also talked about. He say, like, we just have to be present, you know. I feel like all, all we, we thought we won, you know, we were up for, and we got a ball in our position. We thought we already won, you know. And there was a couple defence mistake assignment we did to you know. Like we just have to stay present and just like taking care of offense, defence, you know, at the same time, you know.
0: So you go into the locker room
2: after the game. Yeah. And uh take us in there. What was that like? It was it was actually really bad, you know, like a lot of a lot of my teammates was crying, you know. It's just like everybody was just so mad, nobody wanna talk to each other, you know. And coach was Super fresh everybody, you can even see it, you know, but he talked to us. He just, like, try to motivate us, even, you know, he was super emotional and super mad at the same time, but he tried to stay positive, you know, so we can't, he said, because, like, we're going to play against a big team Saturday, you know, so we just got to forget about that and be ready for the next. Was that hard? No, it was super hard for sure. It was super hard, yeah.
1: But you guys got up for uh, Pepperdine, which is a good young team. They've got yeah. some real length. They got a lottery pick potentially, and yeah. Maxwell Lewis. They got some height. Um, yet you guys come out and play a nice game. Obviously, second half was 50 plus for both teams, which is yeah. crazy. But um, now you have a, a big week coming up. Now that you're yes. six games into league play, what have you kind of learned about yourself and this team so far? At, at four and two in league,
2: I hmm. know I feel like. I really like do believe on my team, you know, because like every game is different, you know. You just gotta come and you cannot just come and don't show up, you know. I feel like this league is super hard. If you come show up you will win. But if you don't, you will lose for sure, you know. Like I feel like we just like what I said before, we just have to be present, you know, and and focus like everything, like don't just focus like what's gonna happen, just be present, like focus on offence and after good play defence, you know. I feel like that's going to help us win a lot of games in the league. In our game prep
0: Saturday, uh, Mark Pope told us, uh, we talked about defense, and that's the identity, really, of this team. Mm-hmm. But he raved about how you and Atiki Ali Atiki have improved your defense from last year to this year tremendously. Mm-hmm. What are
2: you doing that's making you a better defender? Now, Coach has yeah, coach been challenging me, a like, you know, because he said he really don't want me to stand in the... In the block like seven seven foot five, you know, is always make a joke, you know. He <laughs> say fools you have to be able to guard like a guard, you know. And all the coaches was talking to me about it. Just I have to challenge myself to be able to move my foot, be able to guard one through five, you know. And you guys have been doing that more, switching one yeah. through five. Yeah, we've been doing that a lot. I feel like that've been helping our, our team a lot, you know, because we don't have to do so many rotations, you know. Like which which has been super helpful there. Yeah.
1: And that's why we see Jan Zedek getting in the post on Dallin a couple times. Oh, yeah. that
2: was. (laughs) Sometimes that's what happens. Yeah, sometimes that's what happened, you know.
1: And defensively, this team was, uh, you know, up to 23rd on Saturday, 30th right now. At the beginning of the year, Mark Pope said, hey, this is going to be our identity. Pioi typically has been more offensive, right, and then some defense. Mm -hmm. Um, How has this team been able to get to that point where you're a top 30 defense in the country?
2: I feel like because we actually know we're a good offensive team, but it's just a little way, you know, sometimes, you know. And I feel like if we're not always consistent on offense, we have to be great on defense, you know. I feel like that's super helpful because, say, if you can stop them, like if they stop you, you won't score, like let's come and do the same thing, challenge ourselves. So our guy, they won't score on us, too, you know. When you need a break, a tiki comes in. Uh huh.
0: How impressed are you with the development
2: of his game? No, I really, I really love his game, you know. like. Even last summer, always, he was always in the gym, you know. Whenever you come, you see him or after practice. He's just like keep, like you can just see it. He just want to get better every time, you know. And he's, he's working super hard about it, you know. I'm super, I'm super excited and happy for him.
1: At some point, are you going to play together? I know it's, it's him or you uh-huh. because there's two bigs on the there team. There's two bigs, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but if we got one more big, yeah, me and Achille will be playing together a lot, you know. That'd be a f- So I can be able to play for a little bit you now.
1: Hey, yeah, yeah. And we've talked about this before, but um, at six six uh, with a seven two wingspan, you're unique uh, physically in that you're not a six ten guy playing the five. You're a six six guy playing the the four, who's really playing the five. Yeah. What's it like every night to go up against a guy that's 6'10", six, six, Yet Mark Pope. Corrected us one time and said, "Yeah, you need to think of him as a seven-two guy with that wingspan."
2: Oh, <laughs> no, I think so is because I'm kind of like get used to now, you know. Because I say, "Oh, whoever I'm gonna get, it's gonna be at least seven, six, ten or over," you know. I say I for sure I have to play physical, you know, because don't let them catch easy, you know, because they have a the height advantage. But I just have to use my strength, you know, like to make the defense a little bit harder on them, you know.
1: It's just, it's just been uh, challenging you to grow, I guess. Last year, you get thrown into the mix early. Yes. You're constantly going up against it. I guess, have you felt like this
2: has made you grow the last no. two years, these couple of challenges? It actually made me grow a lot because Coach told me after, it was last year, I, actually, Coach uh, said first, you got to grow fast, you know, because it was just, I was just still trying to figure it out, you know, but I was still doubting on myself a little bit, you know, but, after me and coach got tagged, I said, okay, just, I just got to start playing, you know. Like, believe myself and just start playing.
0: When you get the ball down in the low post, there's a lot of head fakes. Are you sizing up the guy? You just need him to get off balance just a little bit before yeah. you go around him or, or over the top? Mm-hmm. Or are you just going, if I go right up, he's going to swap my shot? What's the uh, strategy?
2: <laughs> no, actually, I'm not scared if they block my shot, you know, because <laughs> I'm more like, you know, I'm just reading them what they're going to do exactly, you know. Because I tell you, like, for sure they're taller than me, you know. I just got to be a little bit smarter, you know. I can, because if you come to jumping in i I am win, but I know always, you know. I just have to be able to figure them up, like, keep on thinking them I know for sure they're going <laughs> to jump. First one, second one, yeah, for sure they're going to jump, and I can be able to go to other side and just score, you know.
0: And the nature of your game is very physical. You like contact. You get to the free throw line a lot. Since mm-hmm. December 10th, you're 48 of 53 from the foul line. You're the best free throw shooter on the team and there's not many centers in college basketball who are the best free throw shooters Mm -hmm. on the team. Why are those shots so important to you and how much time do you spend in the gym shooting free throws?
2: I actually do spend a lot of time shooting free throws, especially with Coach Nick Nick Robinson Mm -hmm. and Mark Pop, you know. Because I was struggling a little bit like putting my hand up. Mark told me like, if you can put your elbow a little bit higher, your free throw is going to be nice, you know. That's what I've been working on. And every day I just stand in the free throw line, just shoot and shoot until I feel good, you know.
1: I'm going to use that at the free throw line because once, once you finish playing in, uh, you know, uh, high school or whatever at our level, uh-huh. the free throw gets you in the game. That's the most important shot, so i got to use that. That's oh, awesome.
2: Okay, cool. <laughs> okay,
1: um, we're talking to Foos here on BYU Sports Nation. Huge week coming up. Uh, at Santa Clara, they're a really good team. At San Francisco, they're good too. They've struggled in league, but... This is a huge road trip. Uh, h- how is the team going to prepare for what looks like one of the biggest road trips of the season?
2: Oh, for sure we got like film runner, right You know, we're gonna go watch film. But this is like two of the best teams. You know, like Santa Clara there. Uh, we lost against them last year. It was super. That was super disappointing last year. You know. That was a tough week. That was kind super, of uh, the season year. unwound there a little yeah, bit. That's yeah, that's what we really like went down last year. You know. Mm-hmm. And we know who, who they are, you know, we just got to be ready, like, just got to come punch them this year, you know, like, we're going to let them punch us first, you know, before we react, you know. Those two teams, you know, they're super good. We just have to be ready, like, follow all the de- defenses assignments, you know, like, just be there, what do you have to do, you know, like, no. There can be mistake, but make sure, like, it's, it's not always, you know, so we can be able to beat those teams. You look further down the road.
0: February 11th, you go to Spokane. Do you feel uh, last week gave you the blueprint to go up there
2: and beat the Zags in the rematch? No, yeah, f- because that, <laughs> I talked to that a little bit you now because I say we can beat those Zags, you know. Like last week I was super confident about it we're going to beat them, you know. But it just come down to some mistake. But against Spokane, yeah, it's going to be nice there. Uh,
1: a week or two ago we had uh, Mixed Romanes from the men's volleyball team in. He's Lutheran. And I asked him what it's like being Lutheran at BYU. What's it like being a Muslim at BYU? You're one of the unique athletes in the history here that is yeah. Muslim.
2: No, it's, it's actually super good, you know, because I feel like there is a lot of similarity, you know. Like I feel like, I'm, like everybody is respecting me with my belief, you know. like It's just like I'm super happy to be here, you know. Like I never feel like someone is treating me because I'm, I'm practicing different religion, you know.
1: I took a Muslim, uh, uh, Islam in the gospel class. And uh, I found um, so many similarities between them that I, I didn't know before. It was great. Yes,
2: so. Yeah, it was a lot of similarities. Yeah. It's awesome, super man. Super cool. When you make a big play and the crowd goes foosh, you know they're not booing you, right? Did no. someone have
0: to say, hey? No, no? are yeah, actually
2: <laughs> <be a> nice. <laughs> no, no, it's one of the, super, super, one of the amazing things ever, you know? Like all the crowd is screwing your name, it's just like amazing. It's did a, you, a, did a did a you think at first you. they were booing? No, actually, I never thought that because you never thought? Yeah, a couple of people come talk to me. I say, just, you know, we're not booing I say, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to make that very clear. It's yeah, a strong battle. Yeah, yeah, Foos. Well, That's good awesome. luck
1: this week. Thank uh, you. Huge
0: road trip, and thank we appreciate the time, man. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Thank you, Foos. Yeah, thank the great you. Foos, the men hit the road. <laughs> while the women are home this week, Lauren Gustin and the Cougars host San Francisco. Thursday afternoon, this is the game where all the school kids come and the noise level goes through the roof even when there isn't anything going on. Spongebob, Justin Bieber, it's going to be rocking. Must see TV Thursday, 1 Eastern on BYU TV and the BYU TV app.
1: Okay, when is Blake Freeland going to declare his intentions to go to the NFL or or not? Today's the day. Uh, We'll see what happens. And Andy Reid or Fred Warner, better path to the Super Bowl. We'll discuss. This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This is BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show and get great content throughout the entire day, follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok.
1: He is Dave. I am Jerem. Let's whip it. Google Whip Round is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner.
0: Blake Freeland named the second highest graded offensive tackle for pro football. Focus today, the last day for players to declare for the draft. Still no declaration as we sit here live on a Monday morning. Is he going
1: to uh, do it today? I, I would imagine he goes, um, depends. Does he want to guarantee himself to be a first rounder? I'm, he could be an end of the first rounder, it sounds like, perhaps second or third round at this point. But Blake Freeland's one of the best tackles we always had in a while. Brady Christensen, obviously, was a third rounder a couple years ago. Blake's in that category, if not a little higher, PFF loved him. Uh, PFF loved Brady as well, who's had a really successful uh, first two years with the Panthers. So it's exciting either way. Obviously, we'd love to have Blake back, but honestly, he's pretty
0: stinking good. He should probably go. So if at the end of the day he hasn't declared, is he back? I guess so. I, I don't know. Anyone if, seen him in class last week? He Is probably he
1: sends in the uh, digital fax, if you will. Um, who knows if he declares? Honestly, sometimes when we learn this from Keaton on the show, they're waiting to make a graphic. Yeah. That's what holds it
0: up. It's not the decision. It's the presentation. It's the graphic. Yeah, exactly. It's so exciting to be in college and be close to getting a job. So more power to him. Came to BYU to get a job. His job might come a little earlier. than exactly. His diploma. Ian Rappaport of NFL Network
1: reports the Jets are going to talk to Dolphins pass game coordinator Daryl Bevel, who lives right by Mark Pope, by the way, at least has a house, about their vacant offensive coordinator job. Would you like that fit for
0: Zach Wilson and the Jets? Yeah, I would. He's been successful, he's been patient with quarterbacks, and Zach needs someone who's been successful and who's patient. He turned Tua
1: Tungvaluwa into one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL for a spell this year. Obviously, the concussions have set Tua back uh but what a performance from the dolphins yesterday nearly taking down the bills i think that would be interesting and uh, obviously daryl was my guy at seahawks famously sure. yeah. you know threw at the goal line against yeah it's Probably too soon it. i don't want to i don't want <laughs> to talk about it but i brought it up <laughs> listen whatever gives zach
0: a chance to to regroup and, yes and uh he's too young of a pro to throw him out you know some people just want to you weren't a success you're out it's like hey the NFL's a job, it's a business. Stay in the business, get your chance. And eventually, when you get your chance, you got to deliver. But that doesn't have to be your first year or second to be judged on whether or not you can even play the game. He's certainly got to show it this uh, third season if they give him a shot. Yeah, if which they Which I give think a they show. will early. They, they're invested in him financially. Yes. Now they're investing in him with a coach, at least it looks like. We'll, we'll, we'll see cool. who it is. Yeah. Uh, which Cougars in the uh, NFL loss was the most heartbreaking? the Chargers or the Vikings, or did the Seahawks loss take It was 10? the Seahawks because <laughs> I root for the Seahawks.
1: Uh, someone tweeted at me over the weekend, you should shoot root for Fred Warner and the Niners. I will never root for the Niners, okay? I have a team, uh, but I root for Fred individually. <laughs> um, honestly, looking at it just from a neutral perspective, it's the Chargers. And you, you feel for Kyle Noy and Michael Davis because they have 27-0.
0: How does Herbert lose that game to Lawrence?
1: How do they not run the ball effectively? How do they? What's funny is Asante Samuel Jr. had three picks, but then he's the guy that gets burned and gives up the first down the loss of the game because they set him up to be a one. I saw a great film breakdown
0: uh, on Twitter of this, but yeah, Chargers, 27-nothing, what? What's great about the playoffs is these professionals get in a game where it means so much. For the first time in a long time for some of them, and you can see the effort that they give and the pressure that some of them crumble with because pressure is real we saw it Thursday night when pressure turns yep. on you it's hard to get it right and sometimes you don't
1: want to lean over the goal line at uh, two feet away and and have a fumble you know it happens the BYU men play at Santa Clara and San Francisco and hoops uh, for the final time as members of the West
0: Coast Conference this week will you miss these kind of games been to both those arenas over the years calling games and absolutely not it's <laughs> a great The great folks who work at those places and the coaches have been good and all that stuff. All that's great because it's interaction with human beings, no matter what league you're in. But just the structure of these small gyms, it affects how BYU plays. It affects the feel of the game, the magnitude of the game. Those are all going away. They are all going away. BYU is going to play a mass number of home games in non-conference and then they're going on on the road in the Big 12 into Big 12 venues. And it's gonna be something that we've never even experienced before.
1: Yeah I obviously won't miss uh, losing to opponents you feel like you should beat on the road. Um, it's different when you're playing a road game that you don't feel like you should win and then suddenly you win sort of expectation will be different it'll be sort of a lower standard of like okay can BYU go 500 in league right. this really tough league so good you can make the NCAA tournament sub 500 in league so that'll
0: be exciting it's a new opportunity and so I look forward to it. When the Pitt and the Thomas and Max Center were rocking those were must-see tv games for BYU when they are on the road. In person or on BYU TV or no. ESPN or wherever. The women's team's on a six game winning streak. What's more impressive? The streak? or the fact that Lauren Gustin has 68 rebounds over the last three games?
1: It's Gustin, Um, and certainly this team has turned it around, Dave. They were struggling early, but they have found what works for them. Nani Falate has really emerged as a star for this team as well. But the way that Lauren is scoring and rebounding the ball, especially, unbelievable!
0: She's out-rebounded two of the last three opponents herself. You gotta watch Thursday's game just to see what she's about to do. Is she gonna get 20 again? Is she gonna out-rebound San Francisco by herself? (laughs)
1: Can you imagine walking into that game as a Don going, we need to just out-rebound her, not the team. The whole team box out her and and, (laughs) and see what happens. She's been great. You cool with these Big 12 sports bar logos that were tweeted out, and which one do you like the most?
0: Uh, Well, I like the BYU one the most, but I think underneath it needs to be a green green Sprite sign. (laughs) And And then you can put that up in any bar in the Big 12
1: I like Kansas State just super old school <laughs> with the Wildcat the Baylor one's fun although Baylor is in the doghouse here for taking the Barringtons uh Oklahoma yeah. State's fun Cincinnati's old school UH is like the same logo Kansas is very old school with that Jayhawk but yeah those are super
0: I fun don't, I don't think this has ever been a thing for us
1: what's a sp- what's a bar
0: uh, <laughs> UAS, or, uh Provo is one I think it's a swig you go in and get a swig right you go in that's the, that's that's uh, how about this image? Uh, is it the image of the night from Saturday? The crashing wave as Pepperdine came in and got beat.
1: Nice. Let's take a look at this. Jan, Jan Ziedek um, gets fouled, goes to the ground, and then it's like, what just happened with Jan? You know, is. Is, is he okay? He was totally okay. Uh, no context, college
0: basketball finishes <laughs> out. But he took a moment to really rest there. <laughs> just taking a break, <laughs> right in front of the rock. I'm sure they were encouraging him to get back up. <laughs> Men's volleyball back at the Smithfield House on Friday night. You'll be on the call, 13th ranked Cougars. Are they still 13th? We'll find out this afternoon, as of of now, yeah, absolutely. Farley Dickinson is in town. You can watch it live at 9 Eastern time on the BYU TV app. Who has a better shot at
1: making the Super Bowl? Andy Reid and the Chiefs or Fred Warner and the Niners? I wish they were out of it, but they're still in it. This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: Hey, Fred. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk your e-commerce logistics shipping partner.
1: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B on this Monday, January 16th. Blake Franklin, you coming back or not? What's going on? All right, let's talk about the best path to a Super Bowl win. We've got Cougars on both sides left, and Fred Warner and the Niners in the NFC, Andy Reid and the Chiefs in the AFC. Who do you feel like has the best path to the uh, Super Bowl? Now, granted, they could meet in the Super Bowl again
0: like they did a few years ago. And in that game, I thought the Chiefs would roll, and the 49ers beat them, right? The Niners the 49ers 49ers? lost. Did the Chiefs Niners won. Beat the Chiefs? Niners were ahead
1: most of the game, Dave, and then the Chiefs came what back and it? won.
0: What game was it the Chiefs came? Was it with the Patriots? Was it the Chiefs-Bucks? It was just, the game was a total dud Super Bowl when we thought it was going to be yes. so much Bucks, offense. Yes, Bucks destroyed was the Chiefs. Is that what it was going to be? The next best season, I believe. Well, I think the Chiefs have the best road because Andy Reid has Mahomes, and, uh, and Fred Warner... Has a new guy a quarterback who's playing great, and Purdy. Yeah, but tell me about it. But <laughs> yeah, as a Seahawk fan, uh, you can win a lot of things with defense, and, and Fred's defense. Although you know what, the last few games, they haven't been great on defense. The Raiders lit them up. Yeah, the Seahawks moved the ball pretty well on them. I thought for for a time there yesterday. For, first half was good, yeah. but second half uh, outscored twenty-four nothing. But but Fred's there. got got that going for him. But but. You know, And Reed's been there before and, and, and knows how to – he's just got guys. I like that, Mahomes. Yeah,
1: I, I think in the NFC, certainly the games will be easier, I think, for Fred Warner and the Niners um, because they play the winner of the Bucks cowboys tonight, which is going to be a fun game. And then it's uh, Eagles-Giants. Um, Eagles, we'll see how legit they are. Giants, nice win against the uh, Paper Tiger Vikings, uh, who had a negative point differential. They've not been They've been good, but like 11-1 score wins, you're kind of lucky. Like TCU, super skilled to get to that point, but hey, a little bit of luck there. But it's the AFC that um, is the tougher road because it's Chiefs versus Jaguars. Certainly you can beat the Jaguars at home. Um, Watch out for that second half comeback. But bills bengals is a massive game. And then again, if the Bills win, this is going to be in Atlanta with the Chiefs. So, uh, neutral side because of the
0: Damar Hamlin. And and it takes weather out of it. So, then then you'd have have the two quarterbacks under perfect conditions going at each other.
1: That'd be wild. They could certainly meet in the Super Bowl. The thing with the Niners that's um, a strength but an issue is, how long can this go with Brock Purdy? Like, you're going, Brock Purdy is going to lead us through the playoff. Christian McCaffrey has changed everything for them plus that dominant defense. And their receivers are healthy. Yes, they have so many amazing weapons. Uh, They just do a lot really well, and it hurts to say
0: that. Remember the Ravens won with Trent Dilfer, a quarterback. Yes, they did. Because of their defense. But they
1: had, yeah, an elite defense, right? Um, And and McMahon had a good year, but you had Walter Payton, right, in 85 with that Bears defense, those those two. So, yeah, it'll be interesting because now we have these Cougs left. The Chargers were the others, right, Uh, and the Vikings, as we mentioned um, in headlines. We'll see what happens. But Chiefs, it's going to be a tougher road with the opponents. But Fred Warner is hoping that Brock Purdy is the second coming of uh, Tom Brady behind uh, Drew Bledsoe <laughs> yeah, so in that far, first so season.
0: I, how about the, the way these two Cougs that are left in the playoffs represent BYU in very different ways? With Fred Warner, arguably the best linebacker in, in football. Uh, I think he's the best one defensive of the nicest, player from BYU in the NFL ever. Possibly, yeah. And one of the nicest, Kurt Gauvet, I might say something about that. but, but Kurt one, was never all pro like Fred twice. That's true. Yeah, he won a couple of bowl, Super Bowls. That's awesome, right? Yeah. Um, so, and he's So Andy's old school. So the old school guys. Yeah. Like, hey, wait, wait, wait. Leon White and all those yes, guys. Are like, hey, hold
1: on. But Jason uh, Buck, yeah. but
0: off the field, with what Fred does with his charity and and the way he lives his life and how nice he is, and then you look at Andy Reid and he's he's done the same thing for so long. Yeah. So widely respected by everyone that he's come across, and it, could you find two Cougars that are better reps of of BYU than these two guys right now in the NFL, and, and that's not a knock on all the others because they've been great, but, but now these are the two still standing. At the highest level. And look at what they're doing. Andy Reid might be the best coach. Fred Warner might be the
1: best defensive uh, or linebacker, middle yeah. linebacker, which is awesome. Fred, by the way, every time men's basketball goes to the Bay Area, seems He's like he there. goes to the game. When BYU played Stanford, he went on the Friday night and went and talked to the team, which is awesome. So. He is absolutely a cougar, and of course, Andy Reid in a game this year at Lavelle Edward Stadium was it ECU? I believe they had a bye week. The Chiefs, he's sitting in the stands <laughs> like a normal human being. I think he was eating a cougar
0: tail. I think he <laughs> probably. Was, yeah.
1: It was a cheeseburger, probably in a cougar
0: tail. Because the, the guys, he rolls, they don't take themselves awesome. too seriously. Yeah. Yeah. They realize they're blessed yeah. at their opportunities, and uh, and they're so good at giving back, and that's what makes them beloved. We were talking to Jimmy the other day, and I said, Jimmy, you're a legend. Your legend is not that you made all those shots. Your legend at BYU is you made all those shots and you were such a good, humble guy through it all. And you're still that way, which is why people line up to see you. Yeah. And, and the same thing with these guys. It's amazing. You've got to be skilled to get a platform. And then how you handle the platform on and off of it, I think, determines a lot of your legendary status, especially around here. Andy's son, Spencer, is the interim strength and conditioning
1: coach right now. He's been on the staff. We'll see if maybe he's made the head guy. Um, that's to be determined. Uh, but he is around and uh, moved into my ward
0: as well. That's so good. I sat next to him in Sunday school the other day. We want to see less hamstrings, less ACL, less ankles. Yes, we soft, want to see a healthy team all season. Soft tissue issues can be controlled, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. BYU Gymnastics back in action on Friday night against Boise State. Our live coverage at the Marriott Center starts at 9 Eastern with Spencer and Mikhail Merkley right here on BYU TV. Does
1: my fantasy basketball reign continue? Because Lauren Gustin and Foose are really helping me
0: out. We're not even going to talk about your football.
1: (laughs) Well, I did win the last one. This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America the official credit union of BYU Athletics. So good having Foos on the show earlier. BYU Sports Nation's On Demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps or listen to the podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. Time now for fantasy basketball follow-up on this Monday.
1: Hey, I win again. Uh, 202 <laughs> points for me thanks to uh, 330-plus point uh, Parb's performances uh, against points, assists, rebounds, blocks, steals.
0: We're in Gusta just crushing it for me right now. Last week I suggested to Spencer that he trade his entire team for Lauren Guster. I would win if that was the case, still, but
1: because uh, it's a team effort. But Lauren puts me over the top. Yeah, um, every, every time in fantasy football, I got dominant. I was 0 12. I won the bowl game because Jerry. I didn't know you won the bowl game. I didn't see that uh, in the paper, and so <laughs> in I the paper, you, I thought you got beat the whole time. In the Des News, so you can put it in our close one. <laughs> But yeah, uh, 202 to 185. Uh, Spence is putting up good numbers. I just have Lauren Gus, and Foose is uh, doing good work as well. Yeah, Your you're,
0: you're to have another good week.
1: Yeah, 6-0 in hoops, seven wins in a row. It's going great. It's going great. Congratulations. This is what it's like to be Brock Purdy in the name. Okay, uh, our question of the day. At this point, do you care when the Big 12 schedule comes out? Our elite voice of the day is this, presented by PAX, Healthcare Elevated, at farmer underscore Hiram. I wonder what Hiram does on Instagram. Yes, because I want to clear my schedule for the best games. Send texts in Oklahoma to Provo before they leave the Big 12 so we can remind them of our dominance over them in the past. I believe it's 6-1 and
0: one overall against we those two. We have had good experiences against those two. Five and 5-1, 6-1, something like that. Yeah, um, We had Max and we had Taysom to do a lot of that. Um, the
1: one loss was 2011 uh, Jay keeps Rosapo. That was By one point. By one point, Austin. yep. Today's Rise of Up presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of <laughs> BYU Athletics. To the Reverend, the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. for his influence, obviously. Take this day to do something nice to somebody, absolutely. It's never too late to do the right thing. Our thanks to today's
0: guest, Foos. Good luck to Foos and the Cougars as they hit the road. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. This and all of our shows are on demand on BYUSN.com.
1: Sorry to Dennis Pitter, we ran out of time. For Dave, I'm Jerram. Shout out to Keena Young. We'll see you tomorrow for more BYU Sports Nation. This is Lauren Gustin getting another bucket. Go Cougs!